0: Educator Escape is brought to you by TFT Supplies. Does your principal know that TFT Supplies has 55-cent earbuds? Check out TFTSupplies.com. Hello and welcome to the Educator Escape podcast. My name is Seth Tripp and today is Wednesday, May 30th. Um, On today's episode... We're having Strange School teacher Kristen Gallagher uh, on the podcast. Uh, Kristen is one of the teachers at Strange School, which is a one-room schoolhouse in Oneida Township uh, School District Number 3 uh, in Michigan, which is not that far south of Lansing, which is in the middle of the Mitten uh, in Michigan. So I hope that you will listen in. Um I hope that you also had a great Memorial Day weekend. I hope that you got out and had some fun. Um, I hope that you are rejuvenated to either pack up the classroom, uh, and get ready to go. Or if you're done, congratulations. You get to, you get to start and you get to relax. And if you still have students, um, end it well, end it well. And maybe go back and listen to episode one of the podcast, give you a little bit of info about how to end the school year. Um, Part of it being, of course, uh, celebrating the end of the school year with your students and celebrating all that you have, uh, accomplished. So, uh, with that being said, if you have been listening to the podcast and you have not yet subscribed, uh, please go and do so on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, tune in, uh, soon to be in other places. Um, I know that you will, uh, really enjoy it, um, and then pass it along, um, so like I said on today's podcast, Kristen Gallagher and I are going to have a conversation. This is just part one. Uh part two will be next Monday. Uh on Friday will be our news segment uh with one of the members of the Daily Circus podcast. I hope that you will listen in. Here is my interview with Kristen Gallagher. Uh, And Welcome, I'm here with uh, Strange School teacher, Kristen Gallagher. Um, Kristen is one of three teachers at the Strange School in Oneida Township uh, in Michigan. Um, Great to have you on, thank you for coming on.
1: Yes, thank you for having me and let me share a little bit about a strange school setting. So, <laughs>
0: can you tell us about this? Is there like a history behind that name, or is it just? Or...
1: <laughs> it's not because it's a weird school. Okay. Um, it's, <laughs> it's actually family. Um, the street that it's perpendicular to is that whole family. The their last name was Strange, and they farmed there, and they kind of grounded their life there, and uh, naturally, the school on the corner of the of that street became
0: a strange school based on that family. So Okay, very cool. Yep. And, and I just, they just kept it. <laughs> and I'm a history teacher by trade, so I oh, find cool. all of that really cool. Um, yes. Um, so could you tell us, though, before we get into the school, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you uh, came to teach there.
1: All right, well, it is definitely not my first year there. I feel like it would be very overwhelming in a one-room schoolhouse to – have that be your first year. Um, I actually have eight years on, of teaching under my belts, and um, so I am approximately 30 years old, uh, so I feel pretty good, like I've accomplished quite a bit being able to run my own school. Um, not many others can say that, yeah. but uh, it's definitely... I feel like when I went to school eight years ago, this is why I went into teaching. That's the difference I'm able to make that I... Sorry to those large public schools, but that I felt was missing um so although it's hard for everyone else to imagine now that i'm there it's hard for me to imagine not being
0: there <laughs> it's your you yeah. you it's your it's yeah. your calling
1: it's your calling yeah um and, and i know that's the cliche thing to say but i also am furthering my education so i'm in uh getting my master's right now in technology education oh very cool so there's that I'm just kind of chilling on the floor
0: right here. Sorry. There we go. I just, right. <laughs> I just finished so, up getting my masters in that. So.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, originally I, I did it knowing the large public schools are going that direction, but now I'm extremely grateful I did because in strange school it's a lot of independent work time and we we do utilize Chromebooks one to one. So having my technology background now will will really benefit. That setting, especially.
0: So not knowing that's what I was going to be doing, it turned out perfect. You're cool. Yeah. You're cool. Yeah, and I saw a picture of the school and stuff, and I saw the way your classroom is is set up. And uh, with the smart board at the front. And it's Mm -hmm. not what, I mean, the building itself, when I see that, it is sort of what I imagined. But the classroom is, you brought the classroom into 21st century. Yep.
1: It is definitely a, um, surprise when you walk in, they definitely, you know, they have the, the desks from 90 years ago, but like you said, there's a smart board, smart board right front and center. There's, um, a large flat screen TV. If we ever are doing a, a whole class activity, um, that they're able to watch. We have, of course, our whiteboard. So we utilize the old with the new, but, um. Like I mentioned earlier, we have Chromebooks one-to-one, so that's a um, really exciting thing for a small small school to have. Um, we were able to, to use that in a positive way, so definitely the modern feel is, is 100% there.
0: Cool. Yep. Um, tell me about your, your day-to-day, because your day-to-day, I imagine, is a whole lot different than somebody sure then you a, a, a one subject teacher or a, a one grade teacher you know so tell, yep. what, what tell me about what that what that day looks like for you
1: well and, and uh your friend was kind of making fun of that too the 20 minute rotations it doesn't really make sense i don't know if you can see
0: oh I don't yeah know if
1: you can see this at all okay there are so that's mrs Bilson's schedule that's the, our para pro schedule miss june okay and i actually only work a, a half day from 11 to 3 oh, 30 okay so when we talk about 20 minute rotations we're actually talking about the teacher is teaching kindergarten for 20 minutes
0: the teacher oh, is teaching okay. first
1: grade for 20 minutes the teacher is teaching third grade um we have a large third grade so we split it between two two groups to for their ability Um, and by large, I mean seven students.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) But when half your class is in grade, it's really nice to be able to split them up. Okay. Um, We teach at little horseshoe tables. So to have seven kids at a back table is a little cramped. I got you. So that's what we mean by 20 minute rotations. Um, Okay. I don't teach the kids 15 subjects, but I teach math to six different groups of kids every day. So that's I got you. And this one's mine. So. The reading it happens in the morning and then when I come in I do the math with my kindergarten um if you see there's a k slash one yeah and then sometimes over in writing a four or five we do what combines some of our students based on their ability if they're a higher level I'm already teaching a fifth grade I might as well let them be you know challenged let them get the learning where they are um which was a giant piece of where I felt was missing in, in some of those large schools. I don't have that opportunity. Um, or if they're low, a second grader in a first grade group, I'll throw them in. Not throw them literally, but I'll put them in my first grade group because I'm already teaching a first grade group. Um, and then you're probably wondering what the kids do the rest of the time. I don't know if you can see, but this is a sample of third grade A. Okay. So I have, they're going to a phonics word Word work, so if you think of phonics, um, vocabulary, working with spelling, that kind of stuff. And then they're at their seat if it's a journal time or handwriting. Those are workbooks, or their journal is whatever the topic is for that day. And then they head on to reading. And then they have some math seat work. So every day you have to be, as you can tell, extremely, extremely organized. Oh, yeah. Um, Because otherwise, we we didn't have schedules like this until October. This being my first year there, I didn't um, know what the struggles were until I got there. So it was, what am I changing? What can I make sure the kids know when they're not in a group what exactly to do? They're not exactly good at that time management yet. So that really gives them the time management. And and then if you see there's, I know your listeners can't (laughs) see, but there's assignments as well. So wherever the other one is. Online
0: assignment. Online oh, okay. Assignment. I see. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, And each student will be doing that at different times if they're not at a group. So our online assignments are using MobiMax. I don't know if you know that. I, I
0: know of MobiMax. I know that it's used quite yes. a bit in elementary setting.
1: Yep. And it ties into um, Common Core. So I feel like if if nothing else, at least they you know sometimes sometimes our afternoon gets a little okay, we only did 15-minute rotations for science and social studies, but they got 20 minutes in a rotation with an online assignment and 20 minutes, you know, in a rotation um, with a teacher is always the hope. But uh, between seatwork work and group work, it's it's still a good 40 to 60 minutes that they get working with a, a specific content. So whether it's the teacher, um... They're reading seat work and then the para pro doing vocabulary. They've spent 60 minutes doing reading that day. Okay. Um, it just happens to be in chunks.
0: Well, that's kind of the quarter One of the things that you talked about sort of answers um, a question that I got, which was about um, about differentiation <laughs> about how you cover all those things. And because you're, um, you can make those decisions, you know. This person is excels in math, so they can go up in a math group, and in the read and or and or down and vice versa for reading and other yes. subject. And that that's true. That's how that that's how you you do that.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, and it doesn't really in a large school. I always felt like it added more work on me to right. try to find the time where to do that. But I literally will just put it in their agenda as that's what they're doing, and they join the group that's. That's their ability level, as opposed to their grade level, um, so it it really it lends itself to naturally um, be differentiated easily.
0: Very cool. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: um. What would you say? Hold on. I'm going to do. I'm going to switch gears a little bit from the classroom. <laughs> okay. um, i what to kind of go to uh, community support. So, okay. I was looking. I noticed that you're you guys are going to. The the Oneida um, Township School District, um, yep. which I saw they have um, intra district choice. So, what can you kind of can you kind of exp, explain that to me? And then what how do you get kids in district to come to your school as opposed to any other school in the district?
1: Yep. So actually, our Largest public school next to us is Grand Ledge Public Schools. Okay. And they service probably three to, oh, their high school is pretty big. There's probably three to, two to three hundred, three to four hundred per grade. So you're okay. talking about um, a, a pretty big public school by us. Um, and that's Grand, Le- Grand Ledge District. Okay. Nida Township District is actually... The, the name of it comes from back when there were seven one-room schoolhouses in the two-mile radius.
0: Oh, okay. So,
1: yep. So, that name in itself is just back from... So, we're Oneida Township District Number 3. Right. Because that's what they did back when they had one-room schoolhouses. Okay. Oh, so, another school down that street might have been Town Oneida Township District Number 2. Okay. Um, so, our district is literally just our, our school now because all the rest closed
0: okay so when we read about when because I, I read a story so when we read about that you have um, like 80 90 percent of your students that come from out of your district mm-hmm. you you're meaning like they're not just they're not in that small area that you just mentioned they but Correct. they're still local
1: they're still local we do actually have um, one fan or two families that drive 25 to 30 minutes. Okay. Just to come there. They're actually not even in the same county, but most of them are within, you know, the three or four larger districts in Eaton County. Um, because there is no busing, obviously these families have to drive their right. kids there. So there's a, a little bit of it's not super convenient if you're 30 miles away. Right. Um, but but, yeah, so that's the issue with that. So when we talk about a two-mile radius, it's literally our corner. is two miles, all four directions, and there happens to be one. So you don't even get assigned to it. You She still had to do open enrollment, or she still had to enroll in the school. And, okay. Um, it was still her choice to come here, even though she's in district.
0: Okay. Um, so... Are you from the area that you know all this, or just being there, has that sort of, like... Has I it, become, it all. Okay, okay. <laughs> a year ago, I did not... What, what is this, May? Okay, a year ago, I did know
1: about this, but uh, 15 months ago, I did not know this school even existed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I did grow up about 20 miles outside of town, and I currently live about 10 miles from the school. And
0: I lived there for three years before I got this job. <laughs> so. Did you? Did you know that? So you didn't. So you lived there. You lived ten miles away for three years, and then for fifteen, for the year and a half or more, living ten miles away, you didn't know it existed. Nope, didn't know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and I was reading up a little bit more on the. the that's that's crazy because I could tell you about the. Is that this is a reflection on you? Just the reflection of the area that it's so. <laughs> I, I don't want to make you sound like you're aloof or anything to what's okay, going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I just I teach in an urban very not a urban urban setting, but I live in a, the county that surrounds St. Louis. Oh okay. Um. So, um. Like you know, there's a, an elementary school on every street corner. It feels like. Right.
1: It's hard to miss a school, you would think.
0: Right, right. <laughs> so with that being said, you you have to search out and almost recruit students in a way to yes, come. Yes,
1: absolutely. Like you said, you're not going to drive by very often going to the grocery store, going to town, seeing it, unless you live on the way or out of, you know, driving out <laughs> past it. Um, okay. Otherwise, like I said, I lived in the area for three years and never passed it once. Um, so you do recruit, but it's hard to recruit because we only have a one-month window because we we have a twenty-student limit. Oh, okay. So can't really accept year-round unless they move into the two-mile radius. Okay. Then they, you know, then they're considered "quote unquote" in district if they seek us out. Um, in district families can move in year round. But okay. as you can see, 90% of our families are out of district. Okay. So it takes a lot of um, publicity, but I, you know, quite often you don't know how to get to it. So that obviously this uh, newspaper article got some publicity. Yes. <laughs> <gotta hold> <laughs> so the tricky part would be, um, you know, always getting that. We have two or three kindergartners potentially coming. So obviously you want every year two or three more kindergartners coming because our class is seven, eight, nine of the fourteen are going to be fourth, fifth, or sixth grade next year. Okay. So um, you definitely want those younger grades coming in. Yes um, to keep it going. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um I um how was it how was it? I taught in a school that was the graduating class was fifty. So, okay. so we had. So it was, it's, not, it's pretty yeah. small, pretty small, but nothing, but nothing quite like quite like that. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed listening to part one of my interview with strange school teacher Kristen Gallagher. Um, we talked about how uh, the school started, about her getting involved with the school, uh, them going into the twenty first century. Uh, some about their day to day, which to me was really fascinating. Being a subject-specific teacher, uh, knowing all the things that go into that was really interesting. And then about how they uh, get involved with their community and how they bring the community into the school, uh, and how much it is like a family uh, at the school. Um, on part two of the episode, we're going to talk about how they collaborate uh, with other schools in the state, um, what was, is Kristen's most difficult and most rewarding part of working at a one-room schoolhouse, more spe- specifically there in Oneida Township at Strange School. Um, also, she's going to talk about some of the misconceptions that the outside world has about uh, one-room schoolhouses and the teachers and students that occupy them. So, I hope that you will listen in to uh, part two, which will be on Monday. So, not our next episode, but the one after that. Our episode on Friday will be with one of the members of the Daily Circus podcast, and we're going to do our wrap up in education news. There's been some big news in education this week. Um, I hope that you enjoyed part one. I hope that you will listen in on Friday and then again on Monday for part two. Um, And I will see you on Friday. Educator out.